All right, uh, welcome back. It's uh, George Hook, and it is 12.41 in Georgia, where Michael Graham resides inside his pretty insular tent. Uh, Michael Graham, welcome to the program. I eyed her like an unprotected goal, open, willing, and waiting. I could feel my thighs in flame and could only think that I was getting her into my scrum. Oh, I'd like to take her to the try line, I thought myself. <laughs> Suddenly she spun around, her heavenly rugby balls bouncing upon her chest, and she gave me a penalty kick right in my little... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Hello? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, George. I was distracted. I was just reading this uh, <laughs> this draft of your novel. It's Yeah, it's good, It's isn't so it? sporting. Yeah, it's good. It certainly, certainly is. So I I definitely need to hit the showers after reading this, I tell you. Wow. Yeah, George, well, who knew I'm, you had it in you or wanted to put it in someone else? This is just amazing. <laughs> I'm a third of the way through it, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> George, the only erotic novel you could write was one that could be finished in less than a minute. So I don't know that this is really your your forte or fort, as, as the say phrase may be. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. So how's it going? Do you have an agent for this? Is this? Uh, do we have representation? Have you sold? I, I've got. I, I assume the title is Fifty Shades of George. Yeah, yes, no, that's the I, working I, title. No. No, the story is Pamela and Me: How We Won the War. <laughs> Ah, this is what I love about you, George Hook. There's always something else. There's always another twist and turn in the story. It really, it's it's amazing. Yeah, well, a lot of the experience in it, it was gained with you in various parts of America. The Islamic so here's part. my question. So my question. So I understand that your real plan is, and I, I don't want. I hope I'm not breaking any news or anything. You've actually hired an illegal immigrant to ghostwrite this for you. You just plan on putting your name on it. Is that the plan? <laughs> Nobody's got the kind of experience I have to write this book. Listen, how many chapters? How many chapters on rejection can one guy have? That's the question. <laughs> Listen to me. Uh, Stonewall Jackson, uh, uh-huh. uh, Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee. They Absolutely. all must be turning in their graves at the thought that their beloved flag is going to be banned by Hillary Clinton. Well, they may be turning in their grave. I'm not. It's not going to be banned by Hillary Clinton. What's happening is that individual states are taking it down. In South Carolina, where they had that horrific terrorist attack uh, at the uh, black church uh, by a guy who had pictures of himself with a Rhodesian flag, with the flag of the apartheid South Africa, with the Confederate flag. He also, by the way, burned the U.S. flag on one of his uh, web postings. Um, that The uh, Confederate battle flag had flown at a uh, memor- war memorial on the state house grounds. And so that is the the legislature's in the process of of taking that away. And then across the South, there are states, for example, like Mississippi, that have the Confederate battle flag, the stars and bars incorporated in the state flag. And there's the debate has begun about getting rid of that. The state of Alabama had a Confederate flag flying on property grounds and the governor just ordered it removed. And so earlier this week, it was just taken away. Uh, like all small government conservatives, I don't have a lot of uh, fondness for the old Confederacy, the premise that your labor could belong to someone else, that someone else could own you and tell you what to do, and that the government would run the economy is far more you know, EU than it is small government. Uh, so uh, not a lot of fans uh, on my side, but there are there are some Southerners who see the flag as a symbol of unique Southern heritage. It's a it's a symbolic 
historically symbolic. But, but they, I mean, you know, the flag represent. I mean, Hillary Clinton, uh, in what I think was one of our weaker moments, uh, mm. like is blaming the flag, whereas the real problem it may is the guns. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the flags aren't actually going to stop Americans shooting each other right. as long as you can buy a gun in Walmart. And the uh, the idea that if that flag weren't up, that this sicko yeah. would not have committed the crime he did was ridiculous, too. But that brings us to the other, to me, big topic of the day. Because I've been told a thousand times in the past 10 days here in the United States that the act of this racist terrorist proves that America has a problem, that America has a racism the Boston problem. Boston bomber, America. No, no, no. The uh, the the guy who killed the nine oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. black citizen. Yeah, okay. the, that's yeah. The, I've been told again and again. See, he proves that there's you know that America has a racism problem. But then you turn around in the news today, where you had three terrorist attacks on three different continents, all motivated by the same religious belief that has uh, uh, motivated thousands of terror attacks in the past 10 years that I'm told has nothing to do with Islam. Stop talking about Islam. You're only a hater. Well, which one is it? Because I will tell you, in America, this Looney Tune racist killer, he has zero support. I mean, zero. I think one guy said something nice about him out of a country of 320 million people and was immediately fired from his job. I mean, so there clearly isn't a problem of racism in America, at least not violent racism, I should say. Obviously, there's other stuff. But, you know, this is not a major problem of people getting gunned down by white supremacists. Whereas, as the people of Tunisia and France and Kuwait can tell you, there is a problem inside Islam. And I'm just wondering how much longer you Euroweenies are going to keep deluding yourself on this. Well, not all are Euroweenies on this issue. I mean, I think this whole idea of open borders uh, on on some sort of bleeding heart liberal view that is very mm-hmm. sad. Uh, hard, like it's the oldest story in the book that uh, hard cases make bad law. Right. And and we're looking at the hard cases and saying, that's okay, let them all in. And, uh, you, you know, France has a monumental problem with with roughly speaking uh, 12.5% of the population Muslim, biggest in Europe as it happens. So, like, uh, there is a major issue here. These are, these. I, I have to agree with you, this is uh, a war unlike any other war, because it's based on a religious belief Mm -hmm. that if you kill 10 people and then you kill yourself, you're going to go to heaven. Nobody, nobody in history has ever Mm -hmm. said this. And this is this is the week of the feast of John the Baptist. When John the Baptist went whizzing around the Middle East, he never said, you know, you'll go to heaven if you kill people. Right. He said, I will go to heaven if you kill me. And but that would, I, want to, I want to just point to something specific because I know some people are very uncomfortable with this conversation. I get why you are. Look at the pro, the the rape club problem in Great Britain. Hundreds of young girls raped repeatedly and this government taking no action. Obviously, you know, there's rape happens. Rape happens in America. Obviously, there are criminals, blah, blah, blah. But the unique factor of a decade of crimes 
and the government turning its head away comes specifically from the political ideas that animate this open borders idea, which is don't look at these as people. Look at them as part of a group and then do bizarre, weird things because you don't want to upset members of that group. There is a group of people. Look, everyone who travels, the Irish brought their culture to America, and then the Polish bring their culture to Ireland. When they come up, everyone brings their culture with them. It is idiotic for a nation to not think about the culture from which these people are coming, particularly when as Great Britain shows you, they brought part of that rural, backwater, Pakistani culture with them, and the outcome was horrific, absolutely horrific. And uh, so, and the, 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 your choices are tough reality or naivete that gets real people hurt and killed. All right. George, can we go to another topic real quick though? Because I've got to bring this up. The Supreme Court ruled just a couple of hours ago, five to four that uh, uh, same-sex couples in the United States have a constitutional right to marry. And so the citizens of the United States who for 200-some-odd years made laws about marriage, you know, can you get married? Yeah, but that's cousin, great blah, news, blah, blah, blah. isn't it? That's great news. Well, I mean, I, we were it was going to happen anyway through the yeah. democratic process. The attitudes of Americans were changing. But, no, this is horrific news because the Supreme Court stepped in and said, we are taking away the ability yeah. of citizens to vote. They just stripped 320 million people of their civil rights so that they could uh, uh, do something that was going to happen to, You wanted anyway. what we do, basically. You wanted a referendum, really, was it? Well, no, no. It was already working. What was happening is states... For for 200 some odd years, every state had their marriage laws. In Mississippi, you could be a first marriage, first cousin, and get married. In Utah, you could get married at the age of 13 without your government, you know, parental permission. All these laws, blood tests, no blood tests. The Supreme Court just announced, nope, sorry, all your laws are gone. Five unelected people are going to make the law. And the law is right. that same-sex couples will be married. Uh, the same-sex couples are not the big winners. They were going to get married anyway because the democ- democratic process was working. The big winners are the polygamist families, groups, because they have now been assured that everyone in America has the right to be married, even though the American people never conferred that upon them. What do you mean? And, what do you mean? Well, because we never we never got a chance to, to have a say. We... We didn't get a chance to vote. The right to marriage has been declared by five justices of the Supreme Court. It doesn't exist. It's not in the Constitution. It's a complete flip of 250 years of law, but they found it, and so now we are we are stuck with it, and we shall live with it. Well, I mean, a, your point is that if a, a state, because the American legal system is based on, based on states rather right. than nation, you still want Mississippi or whatever uh, to have the right to frame its own laws. And what the Supreme Court has done is to say to Mississippi, you don't have the right to frame right. your own Right, exactly. Laws. The people of Mississippi can no longer have a vote and say, we want marriage to be defined as X, which they've been doing for 250 years. And because you don't have that right, then what do you do when uh, the cast of the TV show Sister Wives, I don't know if that's on reality over there, but it's it's over here. It's a guy with four wives. They're not legally married, but they live as married, and they're Mormons. Uh, what, do you, what do you do when they show up at the courthouse and say, we want to get married too? And the citizens of whatever, South Carolina, say, we don't want that. Well, sorry, sucks to be you. You don't have that right anymore. The civil right to make your own laws has been stripped from 320 million American people. And that's the point. And I think, and you have to correct me, George, but I think this has some echoes to the abortion debate in Ireland, which is the question of who should be making the laws that you live under. The fundamental premise of democracy is the consent 
of the governed. You take that away, and it is yeah. no longer democracy. I agree with you on abortion. I don't want a bunch of, of, of people in the UN telling me that we should have abortion in this country unless I and my fellow citizens right. vote for it. I agree. And I said the same thing about same-sex marriage. I'm completely fine. Whatever we decide together is great. But that premise is far more important. You know, only about 2% of the population is gay. And about out of that 2%, what? 20% maybe are going to get married? So this affects a very small number of people. But the premise of you don't get to make your laws is wildly... Okay. That affects a lot of people. And uh, what's happened is the progressive left in Europe and in America have managed to keep eroding at democracy. They've been attacking the people. They attack the character of the people. The Irish aren't fit to make their own laws. They're too okay. stupid. They don't understand what's going on. The Americans are too ignorant. They're too backwards. And it's working. And the elites are seizing control okay. and telling you, mere citizen, you don't matter. Sit down and shut up. And that's more important than anybody right. getting married anyway. All right. Okay, well, I'm going to give away satellite broadband now so people around the country can tune in to michaelgraham.com and get even more <laughs> of that kind of stuff. Thanks, Michael, and keep reading the book. I, uh, I, it's too dirty. I'm too embarrassed already. I've already. Put, I've got a brown paper wrapper about your, around your book, George. <laughs>